faithful and God's been good this year listen to me our blessings are not from the economy our blessings are from heaven our blessings are from the Lord our goodness comes to us from our God amen and we return to the Lord what belongs to him and brethren I want you to lift these and sisters I want you to lift these offering bags up everybody stretch your hands we're gonna consecrate these father you said bring the tithe into the storehouse that there would be meat 
in our Father's house. And Lord, we lay hands on the tithes and the offerings. Everyone online that's giving, Father, all of these offerings we now consecrate and we dedicate for the furtherance of the gospel that souls will be saved. Father, as we lay our hands upon these offerings, Lord, we pray that there will be a direct impact of revival, of awakening, of a mighty move of God. Lord, as we have been faithful with the Lord's tithe and offerings, now we consecrate them, Lord, and dedicate them. And I pray that, Father, you will now add your blessing as we close out 2017, Lord. We are so grateful and so thankful for the many blessings wherewith you have blessed us this past year. You have been faithful to your people, and we honor you. We want to pause in this service, and we want to say thanks be to God that, Lord, we have seen your goodness in the land of the living, that, Lord, you have blessed your people, and we honor you today, and we give heartfelt thanks. And now we consecrate the worship of our giving in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Let's remain standing and ask for that rain to fall upon us. Come on.
Everyone say hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for leading us into the presence of God. I want you to find your Bibles as you stand in honor of God's Word. Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Luke chapter 4, I have a very specific word for this service, and the word is return. I want everybody to say it, return. Tonight, the Lord has given me a word for New Year's Eve entitled, New. Everybody say, New. For the first Sunday of 2018. God has given me a very specific word for next Sunday morning, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Got to wait. Amen. The word this morning is return. The word tonight is new. There's some new things about to happen. Amen. There's a new day. Mm. All right. Luke chapter 4. Verse 14, and Jesus returned. Everybody say return. He returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closes the book. He gives it to the minister. He sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. There was a point in time and he says, all of this is starting today. Please be seated. Keep your Bibles open. And the ministry of Jesus takes off and begins. He had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And the devil had come to him in temptation. The devil twisted the word of God in that, these three temptations. Listen. Jesus quoted the word of God in all three temptations. If anyone has been under the attack of the enemy in 2017, you need to arm yourself with the word of God. Somebody say amen. The word still works. John, 1 John chapter 2 verse 14 says, The word of God abide in you and will overcome the wicked one. If the devil has been harassing you, if the devil has been attacking you, don't use less of the word. Use more of the word. 
your answers found in the power and authority of the word that Jesus used. Verse 14 says, Jesus returns in the power of the Spirit. Now, he had been fasting for 40 days, and so we need to be reminded as we're coming to the close uh, of 2017, fasting is an important discipline of the church. It is one of the hidden treasures of the believer and to the church. And friends, breakthroughs do come through fasting and prayer. We begin our 21-day fast one week from tomorrow. So on January the 8th through January the 28th, we will have 21 days of fasting and prayer. It is typically a meat and sweets fast. But it is a concentrated time at the beginning of the new year that we're going to get alone with God and we're going to get a word from the Lord for the new year and we're going to believe for some incredible things to happen in 2018. But I invite you to join on one of the most incredible times and that's the time of fasting and prayer that begins a week from tomorrow. Jesus comes to Nazareth. Now this is his hometown. He loved this area. I'm reminded of... Uh, Nazareth that we've been there and we go to the Nazareth experience and it is a recreated village much like it would have been in Jesus time they even have recreated a, a synagogue much like the synagogue that would have been there and I began to study this week and I, I looked up uh, if there was any historical record about the whereabouts of the original synagogue that Jesus would have stood up in in Nazareth when he declared this passage. And yes, in history, and I want them to show a picture, down through the centuries, they believe they have the exact spot of where the synagogue was located in the first century there when Jesus stands up in this synagogue in, uh, in Nazareth and they have built a Christian church on that site. But historically, if you study it, and I would like for the, uh, there it is, a Christian church now stands on the very site in Nazareth where Jesus stands up and he makes this important declaration at the beginning of his ministry. The Bible says he was presented the scrolls. Now, typically what would happen on the Sabbath in a synagogue is there was a successive reading of the, of the prophets and, and of the Psalms and, so, and of the law. And so these scrolls would be brought out and wherever they left off the previous Sabbath, as the, as the next Sabbath was there and whoever the readers, there would be generally seven readers in a synagogue service. And so Jesus is present on this day and the scroll that is handed to him is Isaiah. And by coincidence or happenstance, not really, by the determinate counsel of God, Jesus is present on the day that Isaiah 61 is to be read. And the minister of the synagogue hands him that scroll. He opens that scroll and he begins to read. Listen, when I was studying this about Jesus opening that scroll, I was reminded of Revelation chapter 5 in heaven. When the four and twenty elders began to weep, they could find no one worthy in all of heaven to open the scroll that was sealed with seven seals. And, and all of a sudden, one says, there is one that's worthy, the lamb that is worthy. Hey, he he is worthy to open the scrolls and they hand the scroll to Jesus and he begins to unseal the scroll there in Revelation chapter 5. Well the minister hands the scroll to Jesus and it, as was his custom on the Sabbath as he grew up in Nazareth 
He was found in the synagogue. As is your custom on the Lord's day, you're found in worship of your God. And you're in the house of the Lord on the last day. And I want us to praise the Lord for that opportunity that we have. And never let that be counted anything than a privilege to be in worship today. So Jesus stands up and the very portion of scripture that he begins to read is found here in verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. There's no happenstance. But three times in what he reads here from Isaiah 61 verse 1 and 2, it talks about the proclamation or the preaching of the message. And he begins to say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor. Certainly in the context of Nazareth, it was a poor setting. Uh, after the dispersion and after the, the Jews are returned from the Babylonian captivity for centuries, uh, they had lived uh, in these different villages and different areas, and Nazareth was not known as a wealthy area. In fact, just the opposite. The Nazareth area was considered a very poverty-stricken area, and Jesus says, I've come here to preach the gospel to the poor. I want to tell you, when the gospel connects with you, there's a way up and a way out of your situation. Amen. It is a good news, not only to the poor financially, but to the poor spiritually. The, the gospel still works today. And it is your means of getting out of the calamity, out of the, of the lifestyle, out of the sin, out of the degradation, out of the problems. I want to tell you the gospel to the poor still works in 2017 right into 2018. Somebody say amen. It is your way up. And the gospel here, he preaches to the poor. He preaches to the brokenhearted. I want to say to anyone that your heart has been broken this year. Maybe you face some difficulties, you face some challenges, you face some problems. Uh, your heart has been broken. Let me remind you the gospel can be a soothing uh, oil uh, on where there's been trouble, where there's been perplexity, where there's been challenges, where there's been difficulty. The gospel can still be a gospel of peace to you. Hallelujah. And Jesus says, on this day, this very day, on a certain day, he said, I'll set the captives free. I'll preach the gospel to the poor. I'll preach the gospel to the brokenhearted, the recovering of sight to the blind. He still heals blinded eyes, naturally and spiritually. In Revelation, and with the church of Laodicea, uh, they, were, they had lost their first love. And the call in, in Revelation is that they return to that first love. And, and, and the angel says, we'll take some eye salve and anoint your eyes that you can see clearly. I'm praying that on 2017, as we're finishing out this year, if anyone has, ha, has got to a point where you no longer feel the church is important, no longer feel your love uh, for Jesus that you once had, I'm praying that today some eye salve anoint your eyes and you begin to see as the church of Laodicea was encouraged. Get some eye salve and anoint your eyes that you can see spiritually today. But he stands up, and this is where I want to head for a few moments. And he says that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Now I have a Bible program that with just a click you can go from version to version to version and read, and every version, almost without exception, except the King James Version, 
where it says this is the acceptable year of the Lord. It says this is the year of God's favor. The word acceptable actually means favor. And so King James rendered it acceptable. But all the other versions, and one of the versions I, I study out of a lot, I preach out of the King James Version. But I study out of the English Standard and the New American Standard and other, several other versions, and they all say this is the year of the favor of the Lord. Do you know that Jesus comes into his hometown, and on a particular day, not by coincidence, not by happenstance, but he says, today begins the year of God's favor. I have felt a word come up in my spirit for the last day of 2017 as we begin uh, to walk into a, a new year, a new time frame, a new season, uh, that this is going to be the year of God's favor upon his people. Jesus stood up and he said, because the gospel is going to be declared, because the good news is going to be shared, the favor of the Lord begins today. How many want the favor of God on your life in 2018? I want you to be honest. Listen, Isaiah 66 verse 2 says, Those are the ones that I will look upon with favor. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord have been running to and fro throughout the earth that he might show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect. If you're seeking to have a perfect heart before the Lord this year, I want you to know that God is seeking to show himself strong in your life this year. Hallelujah. I believe in claiming some of the promises. Amen. Paul says all of the spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus belong to his people. Hallelujah. I'm declaring 2018 be a year of favor upon our homes, our businesses, our church. Somebody say amen. amen. Proverbs 10, says that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and will not add sorrow to your life. Deuteronomy 28, verse 2 says, all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If you study that out in the Hebrew, the Hebrew renderings literally means that God's blessing, if you're walking with an upright heart, God's favor, God's blessings will track you down. Hallelujah. Favor is the tangible evidence that a person has the approval of God. How many want the approval of God in your life in 2018? Come on, be honest. We want God's approval upon our lives. It means to be treated much better than we expect. Can we walk in a place that God treats us much better than we expect? How many have ever heard the old saying, favor ain't fair? Amen. One day I, I was at a restaurant and the line was out the door. There must have been 75 people standing in front of me to get into that restaurant. And I'm just standing there, you know, at the back of the line, just waiting my turn. All of a sudden, the proprietor, the owner of the business comes, and he says, Pastor Wiggins, what are you doing back there? I said, well, I'm waiting in line to get my lunch. He says, come on. He marches me right by 75 people that are looking at me to the front of the line. I said, I'm not doing this, but I'm enjoying it. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I want to tell you the eyes of the Lord are searching, the scripture says, looking to and fro for those who will have a perfect heart before the Lord in 2018, that he might show himself strong. Romans 8, 28 says, All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. 1 Chronicles 4, 10, uh, Jabez prays, O Lord, bless me this year. Enlarge my coast. As he prays that prayer, uh, God's word comes to him and he prays that the blessings of the Lord not cause him to stumble, not cause him to fail. Listen, in the largeness of God and the goodness of God, don't you ever forget where your blessings come from. And don't you forget to lift up your spirit before the Lord and give praise to God. I think we just need to stop and have a praise break right now because God's been good in 2017 and we're not going to be less than gracious in our, our, our ascribing glory and honor to his name. Hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Here's the word I want you to write down and I want everybody to write this down. Everybody listening to pastor online right now, write down the word return. Israel was called by God to return to the God of all blessings, the God of all faithfulness, the God of all goodness. When you leave some places, you can lose some things. Listen to me. When you leave, you can lose. And there comes a time to return. Joel chapter 2 says, Rend your heart, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. He is gracious and He is compassionate. He is slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, and will relent of the evil that He had planned. We are called in the scripture to rend our hearts, not just our garments, and return to the Lord. Friends, it's time for America to come back to God. It's time for you and I to return back to the God of our salvation and the love that we once had for our relationship with Jesus. It's time that we return. Hosea 14.1 says, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. You have stumbled because of your iniquity. Zechariah 1 3, God tells Zechariah to tell the people, God says, Return to me and I'll return to you. When you left some things, when you left some places, you lost some things, it's now time to return to the Lord your God. And God says, I'll return to you. Nehemiah says, If you return to me and to my commandments, though I have scattered you to the remote places of the earth, I will gather you and bring you back to the very place where my spirit dwells. It's time to return. Everybody say, Return. When you leave some things, when you leave some places, you lose some things. And I'm telling you, it's time to return to God. It's time to return to the love that you used to have, the fire that burned in your spirit for your relationship with Christ. What had happened to the church of Laodicea is they lost their first love. And God is saying, anoint your eyes that you can see and return to me. I'm calling to Evangel Temple. Return to God in 2018. 
Return to your love for the things of God. Return to the church. When you left the church and you left the church out of your life, you lost some things. It's time to return. It's time to return to God and return to the church because the church is important in your life. It's time to return to the church. You need the church in your life. The church is important. Jesus established the church. He, the scripture says he built the church. He, he founded the church. He established the church. He built the church. He's coming back for the church. He said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. You need the church in your life and you need to return to the church. You can't do successful Christian living without the church in your life. Somebody shout me an amen. I watch people try to live successfully for Christ and live the victorious life and leave the church out. You need to return to the church. When you leave some places and leave some things, you lose some things. But not only return to the church, you need to return to the altar. We, we've lost the importance of the altar. Coming to the altar and crying out to God and calling on the name of the Lord. Build an altar in your home. Build an altar at church where your family, your loved ones, your children, your grandchildren see you coming to the altar and calling on the name of the Lord. Return to the altar. Return to the word of God in our lives. I want to see a renewal of the word this year. Amen. A passion for the scripture. That's why you need to read the Bible through this year. Let the word of God get in you and let the word. Jesus refuted the devil uh, with the word of God and you can refute the devil this year. You can resist the devil with the word of God. God honors his word above his name. Rebuild the word this year. Return to the word. Return to the prayer meetings. Intercessors, wake up. Return to the prayer meetings. Return to fasting and prayer. Return to truth and integrity. Oh, don't get quiet on me. Amen. I still got about six or seven minutes. I know what time it is. Return to the family. Return to the family. You need the family. You can't do it without the family. The church family or your own family. Amen. Return to the promises of God. Return to the greatness of God. God used to be all powerful in our eyes. God used to be all mighty in our eyes. God used to be high and lifted up in our eyes. And we've sort of brought him down on a plane with mankind. And we forget that he is the one that is seated on the circle of the earth. And the earth is his footstool. And God still reigns. God still does miracles. Nothing is impossible with our God. Return to the greatness of your God. We've allowed the devil to steal that from us. How great is our God? How mighty is our God? Return to the God of our salvation. Everybody say return. Job 22 says, I will return to the Almighty and I will be restored. Hosea says, come, let us return to the Lord. He's torn us but he'll heal us.
Amen. In our waywardness, in our sin, in our drifting away from God. Friends, we expose ourselves. We expose our families. Return to the Lord and He will heal what has been torn, what has been ripped away. I'm telling you, return to God. Malachi says return. It says return to the Lord in tithes and offerings. Chapter 3 verse 7. And you'll remove the curse and open the windows of heaven over your life. Isaiah 55, 7 says, Even the wicked and the unrighteous, if they'll return to the Lord, the Lord will have compassion and pardon. Return to the Lord in 2018. As we're coming to the close of this year, friends, the Lord put this in my heart that the church needs to return to God. And when we return to Him, He'll give us the strength to stand up. He'll give us the ability to arise. He'll give us the ability to overcome. If we return to the Lord, God will be seen fighting for you. Hallelujah. Everybody shout, return. Don't give up in 2018. Don't throw in the towel in 2018. There comes a time that you need to stand up and you need to return to the Lord. Amen. The devil's tempted you with all that has assailed you and all that has come against you to give up. I've come here to tell you on the last Sunday morning of 2017, don't you dare do it. You need to stand up. You need to arise. You need to get up. Amen. It ain't about throwing in the towel. It ain't about quitting. It's about understanding if I return to God, I get God on my side. I get the Lord back in my life. He's going to pardon. He's going to heal. He's going to deliver. He's going to set free. I'm telling you, return to the Lord. Somebody needs to stand up this year. Somebody needs to arise this year. I've always been told how average I can be. Always been criticized about being average. But I want to tell you something. I stand here before you, before all of these people, not listening to those words, but telling myself every single day to shoot for the stars, to be the best that I can be. Good enough isn't good enough if it can be better. And better isn't good enough if it can be best. That's when you hit rock bottom, remember this. While you're struggling, rock bottom can also be a great foundation on which to build and on which to grow. Person that gets up off the canvas and keeps growing, that's the person that will continue to grow their influence. This woman was the finest woman I'd ever seen in my life. We're at this dance and I find out her name is Trina Williams from Lompoc, California. And, and we were all dancing and we're, we're just, just excited. And I decide in the middle of dancing with her that I would ask her for her phone number. The next day we walked to Basket and Robin's ice cream parlor. My friends couldn't believe it. This has been 40 years ago and my friends still can't believe it. We go on a second date and a third date and a fourth day. We go together for a year, two years, three years, four years. By now, Trina's a senior in college. So now it's, it's, it's time to propose. We get married, we have a few children. Our lives are great. One day, Trina finds a lump in her left breast, breast cancer. Six years after that diagnosis, me and my two little boys walked up to mommy's casket. And for two years, my heart didn't beat. 
it wasn't for my faith in God, I, I wouldn't be standing here today. If it wasn't for those two little boys, there would have been no reason for which to go on. I was completely lost. That was rock bottom. You know what sustained me? The wisdom of a third grade dropout. We're at the casket in College Station, Texas. I'd never seen my dad cry, but this time I saw my dad cry. That was his daughter. Trina was his daughter, not his daughter-in-law. And I'm right behind my father about to see her for the last time on this earth. And my father shared three words with me that changed my life right there at the casket. It would be the last lesson he would ever teach me. He said, son, just stand. Just stand. You keep standing. You keep standing, no matter how rough the sea, you keep standing. And I'm not talking about just water. You keep standing. No matter what you don't give up. I learned that lesson from a third grade dropout who was a cook at Cal Maritime, who said, boy, you keep standing. No matter what, you keep standing. No matter what you don't give up. 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 Listen to St. Paul again. He said, we're hard pressed on every side but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We've been persecuted, but we've not been forgotten. We've been struck down, but we're not knocked out. Wow! The Higgy translation reads it this way. Hell has thrown the kitchen sink at me, and I'm still on my feet. I'm fighting the good fight. I'm still enduring. I'm still standing. I will not bend, bow, or burn. Through Christ, you're looking at the winner. So I ask the thousands of you who are here and the millions of you who are listening around the world, have you been knocked down? I have a word from heaven today. Get up! Have you been knocked down by a bitter divorce? Get up! Have you been knocked down by the betrayal of a dear friend? Get up! Have you been knocked down by the death of someone that you love dearly? Get up! Have you been knocked down by fighting a deadly disease? Get up! Have you been knocked down by a financial crisis? Get up! Have you been knocked down by a business reversal that you couldn't stop? Get up! Have you been knocked down by a sudden tragedy that struck your family out of the blue like lightning out of heaven? The message from heaven is get up, get up, give up, get up, never give up. Dust yourself off and get back in the race. Falling down does not make you a failure. Staying down makes you a failure. Get up. Somebody needs to get up in your faith this morning. On this last Sunday of 2017, if you've been knocked down, if the devil has harassed you this year, if you've been under a, a terrible attack of the enemy this year, it's time to get up. Get up in your faith. Get up in your belief that God's still on the throne. Get back to the altar. Return back to God. Know that God is more than enough in 2018. It's time to get up. It's time to let the church arise and just keep standing. When all else fails around you, you stand in the name of the Lord and having done all stand. Get up. Get up. Return to the Lord. He'll heal. Where there's been a torn area, He'll heal. I want everyone to stand all across this sanctuary, watching online, wherever you are, I want you to stand right now. 
And everyone that needs to get up in your faith and come to this altar, you know that the word return has been a word for you today. I want you to come right now. I want you to move from where you're standing. Come right now. Come, return. 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 Come on. Let's come kneel at this altar. Everybody coming right now, come find a place to kneel. Come on. Return. Return. I'm telling you, God gave me a word for this hour on this day. Return. Just like He gave me a word for tonight, He gave me this word this week. Return. Return. Return to the God of your salvation. Return to your love for Jesus Christ. Fall in love with Him afresh. Return. Return. It's time to get up in your spirit. Get up in your faith. Get up. Arise and return to God. Return. across this congregation online I want you to slip your hands up and let's return to the Lord right now come on return to the Lord in your own way you return to the Lord return 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 when you left something you lost something but you're returning you're returning returning hallelujah hallelujah come on friends all across this sanctuary and online everybody call on the name of the Lord I can't do this for you you have to do this return to the Lord make a fresh commitment to return 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 so merciful so compassionate that when we return he forgives cleanses removes the sin as far as the east is from the west return 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 we return to you O Lord we return to you O Lord Somebody needs to return to Pentecost. You've lost the touch of the Holy Ghost on your life and you need to return to your Pentecostal roots, your Pentecostal experience. Return. How can you lead a family? How can you lead a generation lest you return?
say return before I dismiss you I want to do two things that are on my heart number one I felt it so important that I read number six the ironic blessing over this congregation on the last Sunday of 2017 I'm gonna do that in just a minute but I want us to lay hands on anyone who needs healing in their body if you're sick in body and you need healing I want you to hold your hand up right now all across this sanctuary Anyone that needs healing, I want you to hold your hands up or you want to stand in behalf of someone. We've got Caleb Singletary in the hospital, Sam Church, others that need healing. And I, Come on, I want you to turn around. I want you to find somebody that's got their hands up and I want you to walk to them as a designated delegate of Mark 16. Amen. The believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Listen. 
God says you've been torn, but he's going to heal. He gave me that word. Amen. He's going to heal. What the devil has torn, God's going to heal. All right, everybody lay hands. and Come on, I want everybody to lift your voice and let's pray the prayer of faith right now. All over this sanctuary, everyone online. Father, I pray for everyone watching online right now. Father, we're asking that there be a release of the healing gifts, the working of miracles and the gifts of healing by the name and authority of Jesus. God, we speak to those conditions that are plaguing the people of the Lord. Father, you just reminded me of the scripture that where Jesus was lifted up, where the brazen serpent was put upon that pole and everyone that looked to that brazen serpent, which was a type, a forerunner of the Christ, that they were healed of that snake bite. And right now, Lord, we lift up Jesus as the great physician, as the healer. And we point people's faith and attention, their eyesight, Lord, to gaze upon Jesus who purchased our healing. And in the name that's above every name, command sickness to turn you loose disease to turn the people of God loose infirmity to go by the name of Jesus Father across this sanctuary to all of our online campus Lord let healing come to the people of the Lord a mighty wave of your healing power Jesus you took those stripes upon your back you were bruised so that we might be made whole we declare, Lord, all that was provided for in the atonement. God, we declare the word shalom, which means nothing missing, nothing broken. In the name of Jesus, peace to our bodies, health to our lives. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to read the ironic blessing, and I want everyone online, everyone in the sanctuary to lift your hands right now. Come on. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto the priest, telling them, This is how you're to bless my children. The Lord bless thee, and the Lord keep thee, and the Lord make his face to shine upon thee. The Lord be gracious unto thee, and the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And you will put my name upon your children, and I will bless them. Everybody say amen. amen. One final scripture. John writes in 3 John, verse 2. Listen, I believe the blessings of God are for real. You've ever been to Israel, and you've been to Mount Gerasim and Mount Ebal. There's two mountains. And God brought the whole nation between the two mountains. And one was a mount of cursing and one was a mount of blessing. And blessings are always a choice. And he said, choose the blessing or the curse. And we're choosing the blessing for 2018. Amen. But John, 3 John verse 2, he says, Beloved, Evangel Temple, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul doth prosper. God bless you. Happy New Year. Return.